Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the From the Stands podcast. I am Ian, and as always, I am joined by my big brother, Sean. We had a, uh, a little two-week hiatus. Uh, life got in the way a little bit, but we are back, and we have a special guest today. Life has been getting in the way a lot, but that's okay, because we saved it for a very special guest to us, Adrian Penna, regular contributor for the Fantasy Poolies Talk podcast, listener of the From the Stands podcast, Penna. Buddy, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, boys. I got to be honest here. The kid is fired up to be on From the Stands. I got to be honest here. Well, the minute I got the text, I was like, I'm doing it. Let's fire it up. Until you bailed last Thursday because you're coaching and trying to Until influence. Until I bailed, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to be honest with our listeners here. Uh, the kid bailed on Thursday. So here we are again at the plate. I've stepped up and we're going to do a nice little Tuesday shift here. Well, let's, we're going to get, we got two big, major, major topics we want to get to. But first, you've been on the, the Fantasy Pulleys podcast. How's it been going? Have you been liking uh, it? How have you not been on here yet? And what, what's, it, what's the experience been like for you? Um, it's been awesome. Just because we kind of have, have an avenue to kind of just take our like WhatsApp talks kind of onto the actual podcast world. Um, it started off at first, we weren't really expecting much out of it, obviously. You're just like, We'll just talk and like, you know, just like buzz out and talk sports with the boys. And now we kind of have a mini following here, which is pretty cool. Like we get like fan like comments, like I'm, I'm responding back on like Instagram to people that I, I don't really know, which is really interesting, but it's just sports talk, right? Just, just dudes being dudes and just talking sports. Uh, and uh, it takes our mind off of uh, the world that uh, we're currently living and hopefully Looks like we have a light at the end of the tunnel finally, but uh, the podcast was a, was a good avenue to get out and just talk sports and not think about what's happening in the world kind of thing. That's why we have this. We yeah. start seeing those downloads go up. You start getting excited. You start yeah. start looking for new and cool ways to do it, but it's therapeutic, and especially in a time like it this. But, it is. But let, let's move on. The Euro Cup 2020 in 2021 could only wow. happen like this. Wow. And it could only happen that England beats Germany for the first time in fucking ever, ever. It was, well, let's get to it. The three Lions win 2 nothing over Germany at Wembley. Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane get the goals. You know what? Penna, let's throw to you. Obviously, you're the guest here first. What did you see from today's game? Initial thoughts and reactions following the game against Germany. So the honest truth is Southgate gets a lot of slack, obviously, because he doesn't play the sexiest brand of footy that maybe the English media uh, with their classic expectations that are always, you know, they've wanted to win for so long. Here they are winning. And now they're not happy with the way that they're kind of winning, uh, which is always interesting in my opinion, because there's many ways of playing this wonderful sport. There's many formations. There's many styles. There's many philosophies. And in my opinion, it's he, 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 England are one of the toughest teams to play right now in the world. Um, they just got it figured out in such a short time, what they are. And in these short tournaments, one of the biggest things is you've got to know who you are and you got to play to what your strengths is. And England right now knows what they are. They are, we are going to be difficult to score against. We're going to play with our two holding mids who have been incredible. Rice and Phillips have been incredible all tournament. I think Phillips, I mean, we will get later into it in the pod. Phillips has been one of the best players in the tournament. Um, he has just exploded onto the scene. Uh, he had a good season at Leeds as well. But, yeah, it's big uh, for Leeds. It's really yeah, big for Leeds. Yeah, huge, huge. Because like it, it's good that like a Leeds player is getting such a big run out and doing well with his run out as well, right? Until he gets and, poached by like Chelsea or I mean he's or he's probably gone this summer here. Yeah. So but but it's like, you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter pre-tournament about Sterling. Oh Sterling, you know, not getting much of a run at Man City. You know what happened to his form? He's kind of dropped out. And it just goes to prove when a coach rides his guys, Sterling has always been Southgate's guy. Always been his guy. And man has he repaid his coach's confidence in him. Because he's just banging goals. He's active. Actually, he was really good today, Sterling. You know, he, he was scoring goals in the other game, but the performances weren't really there. But today was like the full Sterling effect, you know, driving at the back four. You know, sometimes he's 
a little chaotic, just like running into guys, bouncing off of guys, but that's what his style is. Uh, but honestly, I've been, and then obviously Shaw is, Excellent. Shaw was incredible today. I thought for, he was, like, he was, he was unbelievable. Like he, was dri- he was driving the game. Yeah, he was driving he, the game. Like he had a big influence from left back, which is not common. Uh, I mean, he's got my barrel as well, which makes it even more interesting because like, the guy's packing, you know, he, he's carrying an extra 20 on him, which makes it even more impressive in my opinion. Um, but, uh, and then obviously Southgate ha- has a bunch of jokers on the bench, right? Like he, he's got a lot of guys that kind of offer you a little bit something different. And today he played his right joker. He puts in Grealish, you know, he has an instant, like instant contribution, gives us a crazy assist. Like that ball was insane. Left forward. Like he literally shot it off of Harry Kane's forehead. Like here, it's here's your goal, Harry. Because and finally, Harry's monkey's off the back now too, right? So it, it just all in all, you couldn't have scripted a better game from England. Harry's got the monkey off his back. Sterling has a good game. Still haven't conceded a goal all tournament. Only team, insane. England. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they're in the final at home. Like it, it's it, it would take a a calamity at this point. Like. England playing at the final at home, it might be coming home. Well, we the, we do have a little bit of time before we get there. The only thing I will say about this is uh, I think in their last 15 matches, uh, England's like 15-0 or hasn't lost at Wembley. So, you know, obviously there's some home cooking there. And you could tell, I mean, you know, those goals happen. The place is going absolutely bananas. And the, the way I choose to look at Raheem Sterling is the same way I look at Tyreek Hill. It, it's, it's, he's the kind of person that just he he breaks you and he breaks he breaks your defense he breaks your brain you know so i think southgate deserves credit from the sense that last tournament when england had nice run you know we all really love southgate after that he's finding a way to utilize sterling more because i found in the last tournament in the world cup i found that Sterling was getting in the way, and I wanted to see more Rashford. Now, St- Sterling is essential to everything that they do. He, 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 he busts the top off of everything. And the one thing, you know, you mentioned the midfield. The midfield's interesting because the key to this team, quite frankly, is how that midfield plays, right? When Grealish in the game and they're getting their, they're getting their big guys involved, Sterling and Kane, you have to get those guys the ball in dangerous areas. And, and frankly, you know, that's what Grealish came in and did. I know Shaw got the first pass, but, you know, Sterling and Grealish sort of drove that play. And look, you know, England hasn't beaten Germany in a knockout game in 55 years. So when you see, you know, and it was the World Cup last time English, the last time England won a major tournament, oddly enough. And you're seeing the fan base and they're just going bananas, like bananas. And, you know, I'm sure there are people watching going, well, why, you know, it's the round of 16. You know, why are you going so crazy? Because beating a team as good as Germany is such a big deal for this organization. England is so similar to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's, it's insane, right? Mm-hmm. And for people, particularly in this, on this podcast that are Leaf fans and England fans, sometimes it can get, and honestly forever, Raptor fans too, <laughs> it, it got real dry. And it got real tough. And I think today you saw that fan base and it was the monkey off of Kane's back. And it was, you know, it was the monkey off Southgate's back. It was the monkey off that fan base's back. Fans were falling into different rows in front of us. It was unbelievable. It was an emotional experience. Yeah, it was emotional. It was. it was an emotional experience. My dad, okay, he's from Leeds, right? I haven't spoken to him about it yet because he recorded it like a Looney Tune. But... I'm sure that man was crying after the game. There's just no way that you weren't. He deserves it. Was, it. He deserves it was moving it. stuff, man. Dude. It was incredible. What a day. It's funny, I'm, actually. Leafs England is funny because it's like it's 66 and 67, too, right? Like, like yeah. it's like it's like it's crazy. It's, per- it's too well, perfect. But it's the, too the, perfect not to make that. Yeah. The only thing that I would say about Leafs England is at least England has given you now the win against Germany. That would be all, basically like beating the Bruins. In the first round of the playoffs. Has won this, a knockout right? game or like won a series? Yeah, like they've won some stuff. Now, again, soccer is a little bit different, right? So a lot of times the 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 talent that you can that you get matched up with is very much inferior. And England's thing has always been they haven't beat top flight teams. Like yeah. they beat Colombia at the World Cup 
which was a big, which was a big deal at the time. But if you put it in like the grand scheme of things, it's like a pretty good win. They beat Sweden. And then when they played a good team, they lost. Right. So I deserve to win though. I, I, the fan bases, I think very similar. And I think if you just put in the context that the sports are different, I really see the similarities there. I talked to a lot of friends that, you know, Italian fans that, are also Leaf fans, and they're, they're say the same thing to me all the time, Pena. At least I have Italy, right? So sure. that's what we don't have. Now, I'm going to just do this because we don't want to spend the entire pod in England, even though we definitely could. I'm going to put – just go ahead, Ian. You want to jump in? One quick note before you move on to – I wasn't going to move on. The I last just, bit of this. So I just want to, I want to give one shout-out that we cannot miss. I know you mentioned clean sheets. Jordan Pickford has great. been – sensational yeah and this is a guy who struggled with his club this year that sort of lost confidence and this was a guy that after the world cup we're saying we got our guy you know we we don't have to worry about the goalie the goalie position for how long right pickford has that coming out party and he's been so unbelievable he's he's sort of an erratic guy he's been so poised he's playing the ball he's you know getting offense started and He's been electric. He made electric, a very, electric. very timely save today. Ooh, that was yeah, incredible. Yeah. Like, yes. like that's that, that one. one. And then the, the Havertz the one, one. timely save yeah. that you got to make right before halftime because you don't want to go in at exactly. halftime there. That was such a timely save. And he was confident off his line. I mean, maybe it did help that it's Timo Werner and he can't hit the side yes. of a barn. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, he made a big uh, volley save on Kai Havertz. Like Havertz. that was... Yeah, and then yeah. Mueller pushes one wide. So oh, dude. this is, and so <laughs> let's not I'm, get into him. <laughs> I, I'm going to play both sides of the fence a little bit. Here. Yeah. So I just want to throw, I don't like throwing water on a performance like this or a day like this. So that's so not what don't. I'm doing. No, that's not so, exactly what I'm doing. Let, I just, just I, I, I want to enjoy it. it. I just, just, I just, I just, it. listen, I just want everyone to just really realize <laughs> there have been long stretches of this tournament where England has looked mediocre. Okay. Like, let's just, let's call it what it is. It's the Fair. structure of their team is built if with the ball coming from the from the back line, a lot of Jordan Pickford, a lot of, of ball being moved up through Declan Rice and, and, Ka- and Calvin Phillips, who are not they're it's not Luka Modric or Tony Cruz moving the ball up there. Okay. Like they're or for okay. Toronto fans like a Michael Bradley. Yeah, it, it's not that. It's not it, the sexiest thing in the world. It is definitely not. not and for sexiest. long stretches of the game I get today, it. I get their it. wingbacks were not engaged in the play. As soon as they did. And, and listen, Southgate came out and he said, we're playing Germany, so we're going to match them. We're going to play the 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah. We're going ha- to have ring backs. We know that they're going to want to go through Gosjens and Kimmich. We know that's what they're going to do. So let's hold this to a stalemate until we can bring in Greece. We started Saka because Saka offers you a little bit more defensive juice, help, exactly. right? Exactly. So, defensive and, juice, yes. And realistically, Germany's probably most dangerous player is Robin Gosens, Atalanta's fullback. Yes. Right? So Southgate, again, like, you know, he's... He's playing into the tactics because he knows that he has all those jokers but on the it, bench. That's the point. He so knew let that. me start Saka. Let me keep this to what we want this game to be. 0-0 zero, zero defensive game. Saka's going to do all the work for us. And then we'll put the, you know, put the joker so it in works. the list. However, it works, but it's again, not sexy. It, it, like it, yeah, said, I get it. Werner scores that goal. We're having a whole different conversation. Then, and then you're like, oh my God, why didn't you start Greenless? Right, we exactly. play two defensive. But blah, guess blah, blah, blah. what? It fucking worked. It, it worked. worked. They yeah. won. And Germany had chances, but they were exactly who everyone thought they were. A lot of talent that's very, very disorganized. One of yeah. England, England was the Maple England was the better team for seventy five percent of the game. Yeah, and and, yeah. and look like and then and look, then, it's it's hard for us to see because as England fans, you are and as Toronto Maple Leaf fans, and frankly as Raptor fans, up until our run, right, you were trained to be disappointed. Right. Even as a, you know, as, as a Blue Jay fan, right, you've gotten to the point where you are trained to be disappointed. And when we look and we want to criticize and we, we're on Southgate, we're criticizing the play. It's because we're conditioned to react that way. Yeah. And and when you want to be successful, when you are a franchise or an organization that wants to get this off of your back, it it it's a mentality thing. And if you carry yourself like, not like you are a champion, but like you're damn sure going to be, it changes everything, right? Like we talk about the Kawhi Leonard effect all the time, all the time. Yeah. But it's the truth. The minute he's in, it's winning time. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and, and there are guys on this team. Are they excited today? Absolutely. They understand the moment. But there are a lot of guys today that 
you could tell after they got number one, a traditional England team is sitting back and they weren't. They were like, we want to put it away. So that's why this is different. And that's why as England fans or even people that aren't, aren't even England fans just want to see good football. We have to appreciate this because this it was is a good different. game. It was a good game. Like, yeah. let's put things in context. It was a good game. Penn, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, you get second to last word on England. Then we got to okay. move on. No, it, it's, it's a good point because the minute Grealish stepped on, I thought it was a clear message from Southgate into the whole squad. Like, okay, boys, here we go. We're going to win it right now because we think we are the better team than Germany right now. I thought that was the clear message. And the team took that message because that we saw Shaw was just bombing forward. Like the minute Unbelievable. was on, Shaw was like, okay, he, like, here we go. It was almost like, like, I don't know if it was kind of maybe spoken about pregame, maybe that like, this was what, like, it just seemed too, too quick of a tactical switch. And like having played footy, you know, like th- there are tactical switches that happen on the fly kind of thing, you know, some sub walks in, but it was almost like this was like predetermined kind of like, Hey, you know, we're going to put in Jack. And then the minute Jack goes in, we're going to start sending our fullbacks forward because it, it just works so – like, dude, they literally scored, like, what was it, two minutes after he came on? Yeah. Three minutes. And it was literally Grealish, Shaw, boom, goal. Like, it was it was almost like when you're playing po- a video game. It was game, poetry. Like, it was literally poetry. a video game, and you're just like, okay, let me adjust my, like, tactics here, you know? Like, yeah, it was – Yeah. The big winners here are England fans, the, yes. that this team – I think obviously the losers are the, the the British media because the three people that they've been shitting on the most over the past probably Kane, three Southgate. years is Kane, Southgate, and Sterling, and all of yeah. them were incredible. Yeah. And the England fans are now vindicated for their love of Jack Grealish. The the you know just Saka had a great first half again. I'm, I, again, I know I threw a little bit of water yeah. just as we look at the overall scope of, of yeah. the of the England of the England run. They got the, they won their group. In order to play the harder set, the harder knockout match to have the easier side of the bracket, they yeah. did that. They won the game. It's probably the biggest win that I've seen in, in England's history, like live. And yeah. I don't, I don't Agreed. really think that's hyperbole. So it's not hyperbole. It's no, absolutely so not. Now hyperbole. we're moving on. We're moving on. We have Ukraine. A massive monkey off the back and beating massive it. monkey. Massive. So and, and and not just for this tournament. This no. is like. For England psyche mm-hmm. advancing past this tournament, they don't beat England, good teams. England will have ever. a different psyche now. Yeah, and, and, and I know we, I, I know, know we've mentioned Germany's this. not a good team. Fine, they also have world class players all over the field. They still have a, a, a Bayern Munich squad all right. over the field. Like they're still world class. But was there was there chaos in the German camp with love and stuff? Yeah, yes. obviously there was. You know they're not going in in good form. He almost got fired three times pre tournament. Right. Okay. All in all, but. On paper, you're looking at that squad, right? And you're still saying, you know, Germany can still maybe win Euros, right? Like it's a top ten, it's still a top ten team. We've in the world. seen it happen in the past, you know, these dysfunctional teams that, that you know, guys hate each other, like the Mets and freaking, you know, like these guys fighting in the locker room and they all hate each other, and then somehow when they're on the field, it all works, kind of thing. So it's, it's a huge win from England. Let's not Ian, take la- it away. Huge. La- last word on England, yeah. Harry Kane. It's my throw guy, Harry throw Kane. It Ian, throw it's my it guy. He just he's just throw stuck it with it. Throw it he's off. stuck with it. He's stuck it. with it. And in the second half, he made an adjustment. I'm going to come closer to the ball, and then I'm going to set my way up. And by the way, I think Jose Mourinho is a fucking turd. But that is one thing that that guy that that guy brought out in Harry Kane, and it, and it was on display because when on the first goal it got kicked to Kane, he immediately gets it over to the wing to get things started. That that is something that. He we, we just weren't seeing. He was yeah, we just weren't for sure, and we just weren't seeing that three years ago. So no. for me, for me, that's my guy. I'm so proud of him that he stuck with it, and you can tell when he scored and the pictures afterwards when his when his teammates hugged him, the relief. Sweet and Sally, you too. know what? It's Sweet it was great. All it was of great. It. He broke his tailbone, but it was fantastic. Sweet. Okay, <laughs> let's get on to this one. We're going to skip Spain. I'm so sorry, Penna. But I know if I bring up Spain, we're going to be talking about them for 17 <laughs> minutes at least. Okay? Your guys are through. They, it was a crazy game. But let's get to the other Monday game. Okay? They stuck with it, man. Big time. Okay? Let's get to the other Monday game. Which, unfortunately, well... Let's do it's, it. It's the bigger one. So let's take five minutes and talk about Switzerland and France. One of the... Talk about emotional. Okay? One of the regular contributors to our podcast is Chris Walder. And Jesus, you follow that guy... It'd be tough not to feel for him after something like this, seeing the emotion, losing his dad, loving that team. It was just being down, 
They, they were up one. They have the penalty. They missed the penalty. Everyone's like jinxing this even before it happens, talking about how he's like six for nine on penalties. The commentator jinx was, it was awful. On that one. It was awful. Phil, so the commentator jinx was like, man, this guy really wants France to win here. He was bringing up stats from like, Preseason yeah. and stuff, I think, at one point. Immediately, he misses two goals. Then Pogba scores a beauty. You think the thing's over? Yeah, exactly. It's not. Goes to penalties. So here's my question, and then you can tell me what the hell happened in this game. Was Killian, Killian Mbappe missing the best or the worst storyline? That's that's a good question. Um, I would say the best storyline is the resilience of that Switzerland squad. Okay. So I don't want to take it away. Good I, don't want to, I don't like taking stuff away from the underdog and then, you know, giving all, cause Mbappe is going to get all the front page and all the news. Everything was Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. And I, I'm the guy that I think Switzerland deserves the, the, the headline. You know, Switzerland resilience. They could have easily packed it in. They could have easily said three, one 75th minute. Bogba scores an absolute worldie, you know, starts hitting 73 celebrations. Like, at one point, he was just like stuck on his analog stick because like he just kept on hitting Selly after Selly. Um, but man, Mbappe's got to take a. I mean, it's tough because he's still a kid, right? But like, yeah, he's guy, a kid. Like, he's still and, a kid. But and we're still talking about a, one of the five yeah. best footballers on the planet. And he was, he was, he was really good. He just didn't yeah. score. Yeah, he just didn't score in the tournament, right? But but it's like at the end of the day, we, we got to. Realized, like he this, just won this, the World Cup. He was the kid, best player on the pitch. Won, like won a 18. World Cup. Was the best player at, as a teenager to win a World Cup. Like we got to lay off the kid a little bit too, right? Like Agreed. I get it. Like we're already trying to put him into the Messi and Ronaldo category. And if, yeah, if you compare the careers at, at the ages, okay, sure, maybe he's done a little bit more at such a young age. But we still have to understand, like that he's a kid, man. Like he missed a PK. There's Messi misses PKs, Ronaldo misses PKs. Is the timing of the PK miss? It sucks, right? It sucks because like it, if you speak with any Italian, like what do they remember about Baggio? Robbie Baggio, what? Oh, he missed the PK at the World Cup. Not that that he's one of the greatest players that has ever played for Italy. Everyone <laughs> always talks about the, the you know he missed the PK at the World Cup and we lost. But you know his career will not be defined by this PK miss. He's got major things coming in the future. He's yeah. already won a World Cup. If anything. I get the vibe from Killian that this is going to motivate him. Uh, I think it maybe improves uh, PSG's chances next year in Champions League. I just think that he's going to use this as, as fuel. He seems like, like he's a level-headed kid. Um, he even apologized on like Twitter, I think I saw, which is like he did. unreal. Which that, sucked. Like, yeah, like it, it, he doesn't need to do that, right? Like, but I just think that maybe he just felt like he had let down a country, which I don't think is fair to him because – Dude, like you're winning three one. Like at the end of the day, okay, Mbappe takes slack because it's like you missed a PK, but it's like France should not be giving up three goals against Switzerland. What is Kimpembe doing on the third goal? Like that should be talked about, but it won't because in the end you just talk about the PK missed. That's or, or he'll get the defense that clearly he was hurt in the first three minutes and they're giving him a break, which like, not not realistic. Kimpembe is like literally like you're in injury time. Like you got to protect the spine of the field. Mm -hmm. Let anything go out wide. Kimpembe tracks a run into the wing channel and allows a pass into the striker's feet. Then tries to recover like a dumbass. slides past this challenge. Like that whole play was like, like my under 11 kid wouldn't even make that mistake, but no one's going to talk about it. Cause he didn't miss a PK. So that, that's how footy works. Unfortunately. Yeah. And, and it sucks, but again, they just won. It happens. I mean, I think you know that, that's why that's why teams aren't burying Portugal. That's why teams aren't. Or that, sorry, that's why media members largely aren't burying Portugal because they yeah. won recently. That's why we're not burying Germany. They won in 2014. So it's true. I, I just think winning is hard, and there's a reason England hasn't won since 1966. And going and back, part, and back, going back, yeah, and back part, in in footy is very difficult. Extremely difficult. There's Extremely too much turnover. Difficult. It's yeah. it, there's too much years in between. I get it. Years, so, yeah. Last thing we want to talk about in terms of Euro, and I and I want to start with you here. Who are the five stars Oof. of the tournament? Don't think, just rattle them off. Okay. Five stars of the tournament. Actually, one of them played today. Uh, Forsberg. Did you guys see the game? Number Forsberg 10 played? for Sweden. Oh my God. Emil Forsberg. Yeah, Man. he's good. Uh, and he didn't have the best season actually at Leipzig. So like he was kind of coming in with some, 
with some critics actually, but he had himself a great tournament. He, he had some moments today where it was like, Ooh, he had one crazy dribble where he just cut in, like he dangled two guys fired one off the crossbar. It was like, actually, I think he finished with like four goals. No, like four. Yeah. Four goals, I believe. So four goals from an attacking midfielder. Pretty impressive. Um, you're asking me for five. eh? Okay. Uh, uh, Patrick Sheik, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because of the world goal. Actually, he's mm-hmm. been good though. He's yeah, been good. performances. And he's been consistent, uh, leading a line of a defensive team. And uh having done that on the Canadian national team, I know how difficult that is when you uh play a five-four-one and you're the one striker by yourself. Uh life gets difficult. So uh shout out to Patrick Sheik because he's been uh been very good this tournament. Uh that's two. Uh Calvin Phillips, which I already kind of mentioned already, in my opinion. Um just puts in so many miles, man. Have you, like he just—he's a dog. That guy. He gets stuck into everything. Like that's just the midfielder that you want to play with. Like, yeah, he didn't then, have the offensive prowess in the in the middle games, but yeah, defensively but, but, he's been great. But but he he offers you a lot of like intangibles. You know, like like that intangible talk where it's like his energy is infectious, and 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 it leads to other guys kind of you know matching his energy because when you see like you know he's he's from Leeds United, you know, smaller name on the team, obviously doesn't come in with, with much limelight but when you see a guy like that going into every tackle actually they made me nervous when him and rice got the early cards today actually, that was one thing i thought I, they're bringing henderson in early for that <laughs> that was one thing i didn't mention actually uh and then hendo was already with his penny off warming up so i was like oh this is going to be a major downgrade here but um no uh who else uh pogba pogba was nasty this tournament he was uh, Pogba he always pref- he always shows out. He shows for friends. Pogba was nasty this tournament, like nasty, nasty, next level stuff. Um, and then can I can I shout out a coach or is that not allowed? Sure. Roberto Mancini for all the okay. Italians so you're not you're not going to give it to an Italian. You're just going to give it to so, all the Italians. So I'm going to give it to Roberto Mancini because li- listen to my explanation why I I've been speaking about him highly the whole tournament. So the reasoning why is obviously. You guys being English, you know how the English media is. Italian media is not far off. Um, just, he, he just really hasn't, like, he's on a, what is it, 30 match unbeaten streak since, what, two and a half years, three years ago? Like, yep. that's insane in itself. So he's already broken a record there. Um, and, it, and it's not with the same squad. Like, it, you know, he kind of recycles guys. Uh, he, he played eight different players in the third game. They didn't lose a a step. They actually played really well in the third game. Uh, Italy looks fresh now, as opposed to a lot of the other teams in the tournament that are dealing with the hammies, the ankles, the, you know, the soft tissue injuries. Mancini did a good job of keeping everyone fresh. And in terms of, of his adjustments and, it, and his changes, he hasn't made a mistake. Like literally he has not made a mistake. Everything he does ends up leading to a goal or leading to a, every player that steps on that field ends up doing something incredible. So He's been one of the biggest stars of the tournament. I know it's a coach, so it's kind of weird saying that, but nope, it's he, fine. he literally puts on he puts on a Locatelli, starts him over Verratti, who's a world-class midfielder. Kid scores two goals. Plays for Sassuolo. No one knows him. Everyone knows him now. Um, he goes in. What's everyone saying? Chiesa's got to start over Berardi. Chiesa's got to start over Berardi. Like, he's got to do it. I don't know what he's waiting for. He waits. He waits. He sees Austria's bunkering in. I think he felt... The game's going extra time. The goal's not coming here. Let's save Chiesa for later in the game. Chiesa steps on, scores a goal. Pessina comes on for Barella, who's the best center mid in Serie A this year. Mancini took him off in the 58th minute. You know how ballsy that move is if that doesn't work? Taking off the best midfielder in Serie A in the 58th minute for a guy that wasn't on your team three weeks ago. Pessina wasn't even on the roster. Guess who comes on? Pessina comes on. What does he do, guys? Pessina scores a goal. Like, everything he's touched has worked out. Will it keep on happening? I don't know. But for right... And again, he's doing all this, and the Italian media still... Chiesa's got to start over Berardi now. This has got to happen. This has got to happen. And he's doing it with all the pressure in the world, so... I'm going to give him a shout out. He also has the best swag that I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Great, great fit. Dude, what, what is going on there? Like the guy looks like he is, he is the, um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the, who's the rally? No, the GM for the Canadians. Uh, Mark Bergevin Bergevin. is the Mark Bergevin of of football. So Ian, (laughs) is there anyone, you don't have to do all five. Anyone that you want to shout out here? I got a couple. 
Um, well, first of all, I, I am in agreement on Italy. Um, I think they're dangerous. I think they're well coached and I think they're coming along. I do want to see them play somebody good though. Right. Like I, 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 and that is not a shot. Like they are smashing the teams in front of them, oh, and, but I do want to see them play somebody good. And they're going to play someone good. They're yeah. playing someone good on Friday. Yeah, no, no. I, and, and look, I, and I think if they, I think if they are able to get through that, I think they mess around and win this whole thing. So I, I'm completely in agreement there. I, I, the guy I want to shout out and I'm, I feel bad because I'm sort of skewing towards my Tottenham guys, but um, Hoiberg from Denmark. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're doing, right? Their best player, another old Tottenham guy, you know, has it, it, it is involved in this like he, he died extremely, <laughs> extremely traumatic thing. And here they are, man. Like they're unbelievable, and and he's been their best. So I, I was going to add him as well. Uh, I'm going to add Zubar from uh, from Switzerland. That dude is uh, Switzerland, right, Penna? The dude, the left, the left wing. That dude is nasty. Was, was electric against France. That really? dude is nasty. Pavard uh, will have nightmares of that guy for the yes. next month. Yes, that dude is nasty. I, I'm gonna. The only guy like Kevin De Bruyne, I think, needs to be mentioned in, in any conversation. And Ronaldo, but, Golden Boot. I know, I, mean, I know, but there's someone, there. someone from it, Belgium, and someone, from, someone from. It could but be Lukaku, fine. could be De Bruyne. They've I, again. I would add one of those two guys in there, yeah, but and I would enough. probably probably take Phillips out if I'm going to have someone from England there. It's probably Sterling for me, okay, um, just because of just take everything into account there. But again, not nitpicking. They've been great, yeah. and, and Schick has been great too. And he scared the crap out of me as an England fan because by the way, Hoiberg actually missed the, the PK right, and, what, and, yeah, and he's responded nicely after the PK miss. Yeah, so that's a good one actually. Yeah, that's a real good one. Yeah, and, and you know what? Add Lukaku to the the, the long Lukaku list of Mourinho game, people, Mourinho people that uh, Mourinho literally people that he was shipped, shipped over and ruined yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if we don't move now, we're going to talk soccer the entire time. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. Let's do it. We do have to move. So let's get to the NBA, the, oh. Nas- the National Basketball Association. Actually, really quick, England is favored to win the entire thing, which makes sense with their the bracket, right? But yeah. but yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> you picked them to win the tournament before the tournament. Ian, yeah, but I don't like being the favorite, though. Dude, accept it. Your psyche as an England fan has changed today. Yeah, forever. I'm broken. Okay, forever. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, National Basketball Association. We're going to start with the Suns and the Clippers. What a game six last night. The ebbs and flows. Clippers come out hot early. And listen, there's two main storylines that I want to talk about with this. And it has really... Nothing but ever, but everything to do with the game. And the first topic is Chris Paul. Penna, you can mute, you mute your mic for a sec, buddy. This, this is the from the stands brother's turn. Ian, what is going on with Chris Paul? Well, I do, here's the thing. I don't want to trash the guy because if he did get COVID, I don't know um, what his effects were. Is it bogging him down? Like, that's an unknown. And, and when I say what I'm about to say, I'm not being critical of that. But this is a guy that we were told for the last six months is an MVP candidate. You know, this is someone who, if he wasn't in your top five, you know, the analytics Twitter was crawling up your ass. And I'm sorry, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. I had to hear someone tell me pregame for all of these Suns games that, oh, they're missing their best player. No, no. Their best player's been playing the whole time. And he's and him and Aiton are dragging your ass along. I understand. I don't know what your effects are with COVID. I get it. I'm not being critical of that. But this is the same shit every year. And what it comes down to is, if you're going to be a six, six foot or six one guy, you have to be ultra special to affect games in the playoffs. It's just really hard to do. And, you know, he's running that eight pick and roll. He's getting to the spots he wants and he's bricking jumpers. And this is not the first time. Okay. I'm rooting for Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. I love everything Chris Paul stands for, but I'm tired of playing this game. You know, if Kyle Lowry played three games like Chris Paul just had, he could be coming off of like fusion neck surgery. Ryan douchebags like Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons be having an aneurysm on air freaking out because, oh, look at Kyle Lowry. We fall for this every year. And you know what? 
the best clutch field goal percentage of the playoffs since 2014. You know who has it by like 21 points is Kyle Lowry, right? All of these guys have an aneurysm if he has a bad game. I included in that Orlando series when he went like one for 10 or whatever. I get it. But we play this game and we it's different rules for guys like Kyle than it is for Chris. And we're happy to give Chris a pass when we're not giving guys like Kyle a pass. And this isn't a Raptors homerism thing, but this is bullshit. You're the MVP candidate. That's what you told me for six months, right? At what point are you going to play like it? This is enough. This is enough. And I don't ever want to hear that the best player for Phoenix is the 36-year-old point guard because it isn't true. Did he change your culture? Yes, him and Monty Williams both deserve credit for that. This starts and ends with Booker. I don't want to hear this shit anymore. And if Phoenix wants to win and get out of this Clippers series and potentially even win the finals against Milwaukee, he needs to get his shit together because he cannot be getting outplayed by fucking Reggie Jackson and then eventually Drew Holiday. Enough. That's it. I'm done. Go ahead, Penna. Wow. How do I go after that? That was, I'm fired up here. I'm like sweating a little bit. My pulse is like elevated. Like, holy crap, that was incredible. No, but listen, I have, I have the same talk, Ian, with all my buddies. Like the, the NBA media is like, it's like this like cyclical, like they just keep on recycling the same stories about the same guys. And if it's negative, Oh, it's always negative. It always cycles back negative. And then the positive always cycles back positive. Chris Paul, you know, players association, this and player that great off the court stands up for everything. That's right. You know, hard done, unlucky should have a ring, blah, 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 all this stuff. You're absolutely right. Reggie Jackson is slapping that ass. Reggie Jackson couldn't even find an NBA team like 18 months ago. Like, He's a minimum guy. Like, what the hell is going on? Reggie Jackson's with goggles and he's got two shoes on. Like, it's like, what the hell is going on here? And this guy's slapping his ass. And we're just all here like, oh, well, you know, he must have not recovered after what was happening to him or blah, 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 this and that. There's a rap sheet now with Chris Paul in the playoffs. There's always the injury bug. There's always the mid-range jumper. Sometimes it, it leaves them. It's always something. We 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 always talk about, you know, like, oh, he's going to, you know, don't switch on the pick and roll with Chris Paul, you know, because if you get a big man out there, he's on an island. He's on an island. I saw it all last night. There was no island. Kept missing that mid-range jumper. Where did it go? Is, I, his, is his jersey getting tighter? Like, like what's no, and, happening? That, and that we hear the same story. It's always the same we, story. And we hear like, oh, he controls the play. Yeah, he the, sets the, the pace. The, the Nonsense. This, yeah. Devin Booker, when he runs and campaign, when they run in that backcourt yeah. and they put the pressure on that Clipper defense and those yeah. wings, right? And they're sealing Aiton. That's when they perform. They looked not a lot better. Setting the table. They looked a lot better with okay. Booker. All right. All right. As a primary no. ball carrier. No, we have to stop. Then they did. Nope. Okay, nope. Sorry. No, sorry. we have to stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to defend Chris Paul. Okay. He missed what the first two games of the series, right? Both games that the Suns won and Devin Booker was terrible in both of those games. Okay. They had a Deandre Ayton game and they had a Cameron Payne game. I think the Cameron. bigger storyline here is that Phoenix where I, at the beginning of the year in the over-unders torched them for being one of the most shallow teams in the NBA is not that they are deep. They have multiple people that can beat you it can be Cam Johnson. It can be Cameron Payne, Deandre. Love Ayton. that kid. It can Love be Cam Ma- uh, Mikhail Bridges. They have people that can beat you. There's players that they have on their team that can have games. The Clippers mm-hmm. are a little bit like that, where even though Paul George has been the story and I get to him in a minute, they also can get can have nine for ten from Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris in the or, first half was doing or like Reggie Jackson things. yamming on people. So I, I just want to say this: I love my brother to death. <laughs> I think a little bit of this is the underappreciation for Kyle Lowry over the overhype for Chris Paul. Without question, Kyle I, Lowry's I, been better than Chris Paul for five years. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Except not this year, first, first, but before yeah. that, yes, yes. Just let me just one sec, okay. This dude, just to be fair, Chris Paul has been shit on for being playoff loser for his entire career. So it's not like the media has carried him. Yes, in the regular season, he gets more of the love than Kyle Lowry. And by the way, he also, you know, their stats are very similar. 
And they both play, they're both whining and bitching at teammates and the refs the entire game. They both like to draw charges. They're both annoying, right? They're both annoying. That's who they are. But the one thing that I think resonates with Ian more than anything else is that while Kawhi Leonard was the best player on the 2019 Toronto Raptors, Devin Booker is the best player on the 2021 Phoenix Suns, but it's being talked about. Kyle Lowry was an afterthought. He was carried by Kawhi Leonard when it came yeah. to, the, to the media. Whereas right now, it's Chris Paul reformed this entire team, which I think culturally he did. A thousand percent. I just want to, I'm just it's saying. Fucking nonsense. I think the answer is somewhere in, in the middle. The middle. Yeah. It's not the. But the media is on the end of the spectrum getting I, I, it all. Right now, it's because Dude, the, the Suns when, went 8-0 in the bubble with Monty Williams, no Chris Paul last year. Like, are we all forgetting that? They went perfect in the bubble. So there was already a culture shift kind of happening. Chris Paul, obviously, you bring in a guy like that. I mean, look at what he did with Oklahoma. I mean, I'll give him credit for that last year because that that look, was looking like a first overall pick team, and then all of a sudden you're in the playoffs. But the change had started last year with Monty Williams in that bubble. Something happened in that bubble where those guys started playing and believing. Uh, and Demi Booker and, 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 and even Aiden, they've kind of both taken that next step at the same time, which is big, right? Like Aiden, to be honest, at first, it was like, eh, is this guy going to pan out? But now I'm watching Aiden, and I'm like, man, this guy's a dog in there. Like, he gives you exactly what you need from a franchise center, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, Ian is, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. And, and look, right, and that's the last thing I'm going to say about yeah. it. At what point are we going to see the Chris Paul game? Yeah, you know, you had a couple nice games earlier in the postseason. You know, I think he had one really good one against um, maybe the Lakers. Um, Utah. Sorry, not yeah. Uh, who who did they play? The second round, Denver. Denver. He he. Denver without question. Really okay, mm-hmm. but game six of the finals. First quarter, Kyle Lowry. Let's go. Let's go. Dominated. Talk about it. And talk and, about and, it. and, and, and if you and if you watch, if you go back and you watch that final, I have is Kawhi is Ka- times. many times is Kawhi Leonard the MVP? No question. But as the series prolonged. He started to have less and less juice. You could tell that leg that he the hurt knee. in Milwaukee, that the, the, the 76 series game was one, a real issue. Danny Green right. game three. Danny Green at threes. Siakam Ibaka again filling in the edges. Yeah. Lowry yeah. in game six was oh my right. It was, oh I, what to do that once, once Chris, well, and then we can have this discussion. Well, we may get that chance. We may get the so, opportunity. So let's pivot to the third major topic of the night. And this one hits home for us because Ian and I, we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. Our first ever social social podcast to the masses segment was Ben Simmons versus Brandon Ingram. I argued on the side of Ben Simmons. Ian picked Brandon Ingram. While I will still go to the grave that I'm right, he is the <laughs> least desirable asset go to the grave in, wrong. <laughs> in the NBA right now. So let's start with this. I'm going to read out, this is as of Thursday last week, the odds for Simmons next year and where he's going to play. Philly remains the favorite at plus 200. Portland is plus 350. Washington plus 600. Spurs plus 800. Minnesota 10 to 1. Raptors, Pacers, Bulls, Jazz, OKC, all 11 to 1. And Shanghai is 12 to 1. So let's start here. Penna, what the hell happened to Ben Simmons? He's not going to Shanghai, for God's sake. And what is your favorite landing spot? for okay. Mr. Simmons. You can so, either do your favorite okay. or you can also pivot and say this is where he's going to play next year. You guys brought on the right guest being a, a fantasy manager of Ben Simmons in our pool. Um, if anyone wants to trade for him, please please uh, contact me, please via email or DM or WhatsApp. Um, man, it, it, it's just normally you see like a like there's a development. Like it, it may not happen no, it may not be like the steady, steady ship rising, but like, man, is he just not the same player that he was as a rookie? Like when I watch him play, like defensively, he's improved, of course. Uh, one of the best defensive players in, in the league, I think, can truly defend one to five. But it's got to happen offensively. Like you're, you're a first overall pick. You were a franchise-changing player. You're, you know, you're paired with, with, with Embiid. And I don't know, it's just like I'm just watching the same player that I watched in his rookie season. I thought he was remarkable in his rookie season. It, you know, like, and people started throwing the LeBron light. You know, he's a LeBron light or he's Magic Johnson. And then you start throwing these massive names at this rookie kid. And I think it may have got to him. Because I, I, 
I am now questioning. It's been too long now, too many off seasons where he hasn't added anything. So does this guy have the fire? Does this guy have, you know, the, the heart that he wants to get somewhere or is he just happy just being a, a token all-star because he's a first overall pick, even though he probably shouldn't be there. But like, is he just happy being that? And that's my question now. And when you're starting to question a guy who's 24 on his work ethic in the off season on, on what he wants to become, you're in choppy waters. You, uh, obviously you guys know with my boy, Kyle Kuzma, like, man, he is absolutely donezo because he does nothing in the off season. And it's similar with Ben Simmons. Well, and it's um, not just you, me, and my brother sitting around around microphones questioning that. His yeah. own teammate went on a podcast, yeah. Dan Green, and <laughs> yes. said if he's not forced to do something, he doesn't do it. Not go. a great look, both yeah. on Danny, definitely not on Ben. Do yeah. you have a destination that you think fits for Ben? So, the it's, one, be, it's the Lakers, isn't it? No, no, no. We, we do not want him. Um, <laughs> what are they trading? Yeah, this and, bullshit THT, THT, Dennis THT, Schroeder, Caruso, Schroeder, yeah. KCP. I Sign have, Laker fans, Laker fans, just say no on Twitter. You're the fucking worst. Yeah. You're the worst. You and yeah. Warriors fans. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys. Warriors no, we, fans we, we, we are not even in, in the discussion for Ben Simmons. So no, it will not be my, my LA Lakers. Um, I had one spot that I found interesting. I think you said that they were 10 to 1. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, mm-hmm. just because I just think Russell D'Lo. So what I have here drawn up, um, I got D'Lo plus a first rounder or could be Malik Beasley. Maybe if they want to add more shooting. Um, and then that runs me 30 million off of Minnesota's books. Simmons comes in at 35 and a half. So money wise, they may have to do a little bit more. No, but, you're, you're both there. You're yeah. Both there. I so, so, that would be my ideal spot. I, I, I think that Minnesota would have to give something more, I think. So maybe the first rounder, maybe it's you know another piece, you know, like a Beasley or something. But I just think it just makes sense to add more shooting around Embiid. Uh, and they can run actual pick and roll where D'Lo is a threat to shoot from somewhere other than three feet um, and just get rid of the sideshow of Simmons. And I think Minnesota could maybe work with like, because like Carl Anthony Towns does spend a little more time out of the paint. Maybe Simmons gets more space to work in the paint where he should be. Um, and then I, so that's the one that I think is going to happen. And then I've also got a secondary scenario with the Chicago Bulls in the sign and trade for Levine. Okay. That okay. would be my second one because the, he's pretty much already said he's not going to play in Chicago. So I just think maybe they can find a way to get him to sign for a sign and trade. That's a little more NBA 2K ish, obviously. But uh, yeah, those would be my two spots. But Simmons thinks. Okay, that's that's okay. <laughs> I, I just I can't imagine a year ago sitting here going, D'Lo Be- Beasley in a first for Simmons yeah. or Levine when it was Simmons straight it talks up. for Harden. And yet, yeah, yeah, oh and yet gosh. that almost if feels they, like if a they lot could go back for in, him. If they could go back, yeah, they could go oh. back. Um, I'm going to, you know, I want you to, to end here. I'm all I'm going to say is it's hundred percent between the years with this guy on and off the court. You can just feel it. He has all the physical talents. I know he can't shoot. I get it. I'm not going to just throw out a trade. All I can tell you is I can almost guarantee you he's back with the Sixers next year Ooh. because he does not have reasonable trade value. And you don't just trash an asset, what a could be asset like this. So he's I also think 24 years old. I think that's plus 200 is free money. Okay, That's what cool. I think. I, I just, I don't think that there's a partner out there. Let I know, he, I know I, there's, you know, the Portland aspect is, I don't want to step on Ian's segment here. So I'll, I'll, I'll let him jump in. The, the Lowry sign and trade thing is hilarious because they literally could have got him. Trade? Yeah. They could have, they could have had Lowry on this team. Who's saying that? Who? it's it's bantered about it's bantered oh, okay. about it's bantered about so and yet you could have had lowry for like 50 percent of what simmons tyrese maxi matisse theibel and like and first. some picks like yeah what are we talking that's, about that's what it was and yet every one of those teams hey, yep. it's because you're a coward okay yep. you have the final word on simmons before we get to, to some hitters look one quick thing on the Ingram conversation. It's not even oh, remotely. Do you have to, we have Sean, to do this. Sean, he had Sean, to come it back. Isn't, eh? it isn't. He just had Sean, to. He just had to. Ben Simmons is not in, not one of the five best players in his draft class. Ooh. 
Brandon Ingram. I don't have the 2006. Jalen Brown. Brandon Ingram. Jalen Brown. Jamal Murray. Damana Sabonis. Pascal Siakam. Five. And if we want to get frisky and say Malcolm Brogdon, I'll have that conversation. Actually, I saw Brogdon talks for for, for yeah, because in, Indy's and, got a bunch of ten and twenty million dollar guys. Okay, okay, yeah. fine, fine, sure. fine. I will. T- I'll take a step back. It, it, the NBA is all about offense right now. Is Sean we'll, we'll taking that L though? Is he taking that L on the record? Yeah. No, it. no. Right. So it. as of right now, Brandon Ingram is a better basketball player and a better asset. As of when we okay. did the episode. Ben Simmons was better, but again, in terms of, in in terms of places to go, I won't go long on this, but you got to remember Ben Simmons is a clutch guy. So if he's represented by rich Paul with clutch, they're going to have a massive influence on where he goes. So, so situations like Minnesota, Utah, Oklahoma city, Washington, Portland, not ideal markets. No, I just don't see that for him. Right. That's not rich Paul's MO. Rich Paul's MO is LA. Knicks. Which we which we've already agreed doesn't have the juice. Knicks, I don't know that they have the juice. How about Golden State? How about a three way with Golden State and New Orleans, where I send Brandon Ingram because I don't think Ingram, I don't think Ingram can play with Zion. I think you got to hand Zion the keys. <laughs> Let's say Ingram goes to Philadelphia, then to the Pelicans. Let's do. Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, and some pick stuff. Maybe it's seven and fourteen this year. And then Golden State can get Ben Simmons, and then you throw a contract like Jackson Hayes in there to make it work. Wow. You can't have uh, Draymond Green and Ben Simmons on the court at the same time. Yeah, but I don't, I don't disagree. Defensively, you, that would you, be you, incredible. One. <laughs> yeah, but right? it's five and v. Three. Again, five again. v. three. Clay, Clay Draymond if, Simmons. Wow. If you can serve now, Iguodala was willing to shoot. But if you can survive with Iguodala and Draymond, again, different stages of the career, they're better. They were better shooters then than Simmons and Draymond are Iguodala now. Iguodala still that. shot threes. I I agree, not very well, but I no. agree. Bob Myers is a guy that he's from the Presti School. I'm an asset management. That's what I am doing. I am. I don't like James Wiseman. Wiggins to me is is who Wiggins is. Seven and fourteen don't help me. What's Davion Mitchell going to do? To help me today, not much. So, is that worth risking? Now, Ingram on Golden State, I think, is even more interesting, but Simmons makes sense because it's an asset play. If I can get you for what I think is 50 cents on the dollar today because of something that happened when your coach doesn't know what they're doing, sorry, Doc, but it's true, (laughs) right? Like, I'm going to do that. So I, I just wouldn't rule Golden State out. I think the Rich Paul thing is important, and I think asset management is important here too. I think it's interesting. <clears throat> what I would say is I was actually going to bring this up. Um, we have 10 minutes left in the podcast. I was going to bring up the Siakam trade talk just to get Ian Don't. going one more time. But I, all that I'm going to say is... Absolutely not. If, <laughs> if you can send Wiseman, Wiggins, 7 and 14 to the Pelicans for Ingram, then you damn sure have to pick up the phone and have a conversation about it for Siakam because they're at least in the same stratosphere. Yeah, that's a big... It's, big it, that's, the one, that's the one thing. Golden I State needs to bridge the gap. So whether that's yeah, whether that's with more of their picks, I don't know the answer, right? Because mm-hmm. in reality, 714 Wiggins and Wiseman for Simmons is an overpay. For Ingram, it's probably an underpay. It's pr- definitely mm-hmm. an underpay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, by the way, for the proving the point that Simmons is not Simmons as good as value. <laughs> I, that's what. I, but I agree with you. I agree, yes, I agree. <laughs> this I, I, I don't love. I don't love. Yes. The, the, yes. The the shrug emoji. I, I don't. I don't love the fit on the Warriors. But I, from an asset perspective, if you can get the dude to even shoot Iguodala level, he is very very interesting. And and that organization brand- breeds, you know. Uh, it, it, it breeds work confidence. Ethic. Well, work and his work ethic and togetherness. Yes. And his yeah. problem too. And he, again, they made Andrew Wiggins good. Like yeah. not great, but he's pretty good. The Warriors um, will get him something. To, at they'll least, get him something. He doesn't he, need to add the three though. So that's what what I think about Simmons. I don't even think he needs the three. He just has to be respected and willing. That guys can't sag off of him into he, the paint. Hold like, on. He's got to be able to shoot like a twelve footer. Like he a has to be willing to shoot. Something in general, 
outside something, 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 something yeah. outside of the paint in yes. the playoffs in the regular season he does not need to not he, a Kareem skyhook he needs to play in transition and find Clay and Steph he needs to play defense with Draymond he needs to find cutting Draymond he needs to find you know Jordan Poole coming off the bench like all well, that's that the right was Michigan 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 man but, but he <laughs> needs to be willing to shoot outside the paint in the playoffs yes. even if that is him taking a thousand corner threes every single day and he goes and stands down there in the half court offense when they're running pin downs for Steph and all that because you can't have if he's not willing to shoot it's already been proven he's not a good point center so you need to it's already been proven it with Dre with Draymond who's less than a shooter but is willing to he at least needs to be that so I, I I'm kind of with it again my thing is I like it the thing I don't like is I don't like Simmons with Draymond unless he can change and I also you know don't think Ingram's worth that little, but Hey, you throw a couple extra first with, because who cares? You're going for it. If you're the the Warriors, make it more of a holiday level uh, pool. Fine. I'm with it. So Ian, we got to move on to hitters and and we just adjusted it, but I know you asked for five seconds. So you have five seconds on why Siakam is getting traded for seven, 14 Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. Wow. First of all, that trade was put out there by a 15 year old on Twitter. So we don't need to take any (laughs) of that seriously. Remember Masai's like Pampers, baby. He don't leak. Right. So, None of that's coming from our camp. The five seconds I want to say, you know who, oddly enough, would have really helped Ben Simmons this year? Kyle Lowry. That is the type of guy who could utilize Simmons in the role game as a Draymond level, catch in the middle of the floor and distribute. Coward. And he would have helped with fights in the locker room because they've already challenged each other twice and... Kyle ran back there ready to kill him. So we're going to do hitters. Um, normally, we uh, we go back and forth, which we will. But Ian, I'm going to run the first three because we've added three more hitters to this that all three of us are going to answer. So we're just going to do this really quickly, okay? So the first hit quick hitter, Penna, are you ready? Oh, already. What is the top four order for the NBA draft in the next month? Cade Cunningham, number one. Uh... Houston will go Jalen Green. Agreed. Can I lie so that I get the guy that I want for the Raptors? Cleveland trades out. Cleveland trades out. <laughs> yeah, that's what they I They have mean. to. They have to trade out. Uh, three. If they keep, assuming they keep. They keep. They it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Evan Mobley, unfortunately. And then Raptors will go. Raptors will go Suggs. But man, Mobley with the Raptors. Like, please make it happen. Perfection. But it could oh. because the Cavs have, uh, have Allen. So Guys, they, they like, may, like, may pass, like is that just not the perfect fit right now for this rap? It's franchise? what we, it's what, by the way, after the year we've had, it's what we've earned. Yes. It's what it's. Yeah. Of watching Aaron Baines with black Mamba green shoes on just absolutely make a mockery of the Raptors. Franchise. Well, that is one thing he had on point. His Kobe six Grinches were the Grinches very were much on point. Okay, Ian, what, what you think is going to happen, not what you want to happen. Okay. So. What I think is going to happen is I think Detroit, discusses Jalen Green for a long time. I think they discuss Jalen Green for a long time. I think I think I'm if I'm Detroit, I'm talking to Cleveland, hey, do you want to swap with Oklahoma City? And then Oklahoma City comes up to three and then they flip with me. And then, you know, because they can, you know, they can get their Oklahoma kid. I think that that is possible. But if I were to put my hard-earned dollars on something, it would be that they're not going to mess around. They're going to go Cade Cunningham because him and Killian Hayes make sense. Number two, yeah, I think Jalen Green. I mean, if you're Houston, you need to you need to look for superstar potential, and there's no bigger superstar potential anywhere in the entire draft it. than Jalen Green. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. And then if you're Cleveland, yeah, I think Cleveland trades the pick. I think they trade out. I think they trade that pick to Oklahoma City or Orlando or whomever. Um, wants to jump up. That's what I think they do because they can't take another guard. And as much as Mobley fits with anybody, I can't give Jared Allen $100 million and then take Evan Mobley beside him at number three. So I think they trade out. I think Oklahoma City moves up. They snag Mobley. And I think we end up with Suggs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Cade, Mobley, Suggs, Green. That's what I Ooh, think. If we, if we get Jalen Green, if that's we get Jalen Green, and yet I want sucks. Order the jerseys, bud. I want. Order the I want jurors If the Raptors get Jalen Green, and oh yes, I agree. God. I think Cleveland tries to trade out. I think there, there's imagine, a lot going on. Imagine Jalen Green with those tools, getting coached by the Raptors staff with what oh. they've done for guards already. 
Oh, but, th- but this isn't what, again, the, the Rockets are the wild card. The Rockets are the wild card because this isn't J- the James Harden Rockets anymore. They may yeah. just go, I'm taking the, the big man. So let, let's move on from here. Let's do this quickly. It wouldn't Second be a bad hitter. pick. Do we, do we all agree Bucks are going to beat the Hawks? I haven't seen the score. We all going to move on, Bucks? Uh, yeah, it's done, I think. <laughs> I haven't done. seen the score. I didn't record it. I'm, I'm happy for, for someone to tell me. But I had 51, Bucks 51-38 anyways. Hawks. Ooh. At half, I have the Bucks minus six and a half. It was dancing because I couldn't believe the line was. So I'm low. still taking the Bucks. They were my bandwagon team of the playoffs. I got Bucks. Anyone else? Anyone taking the Hawks even after after seeing the score and cheating? No, no. we're all together here. On the, Stop on the it, Hawks, Hawks and seven. <laughs> yeah, <get out. laughs> Come on, always playing. You got to always no, you got to the Mont- this shit into the, Mont- the Montreal Canadiens made the playoffs. Like it's just all right. Let's get let's get to the <laughs> let's, let's get, get weird, to the final man. one. Okay? Let's get weird. Who's winning the series, Clippers or the, or the Suns? Penna. It's gonna be the Suns. It's gonna be the Suns. <laughs> we, we, if it's the Suns, it's seven. It's gonna and be I'm the Suns. Totally- but, but I think the Clippers are gonna get six. Matt. <laughs> We didn't talk about Paul George, but man, he is he's hilarious. He just makes me laugh. How can you have the game that you had in game four and then come in game five and put one of the most iconic playoff games I've ever seen? Like he is just, man, he is an enigma, that guy. Like I, I, I can't. all of his all of his criticism was deserved. So yeah, I wasn't coming out last night and saying he's one of the best players to ever lace to it ever up. lace it up. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Sons though. Sons. He deserved answer. all of the bullshit. Okay. Uh, can we just say, but he deserves hitter, all this credit. He's been so, so good. He was crazy. Yes. Like crazy. Like he couldn't miss anything. The Ty Lu is the top five coach in the league. We need to stop talking about it. Yep. Nurse Popovich, Spo. Absolutely. L- you know, losing that group. I'd rather have Ty Lu than Rick Carlisle. He's always been, 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 been uh, praised by like, Everywhere he's gone about his like in game and in series adjustments, the and, fact that and, like you fired him for yeah. John Beeline is idiotic, idiotic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. who's who's winning? I got. Uh, I'm going to take the Clippers, Ian. Ooh. I don't mind the Clippers, man. I just don't. <laughs> They're fucking dogs, and Lou's got them hooping. I think Suns in seven, though. Yeah, okay. I, I'm also taking the Suns. I was hoping that if I said Clippers, it. What's sweet? You did that with me at the Super Bowl, actually. I think about it often. (laughs) Okay, we are at the real quick hitters now, Penna. Okay, Okay, sorry. Just just soon. No, it's Ian and I are going to go back and forth. We're going to rattle them off. You tell us if you have a quick explanation, fine. But we got two minutes. You ready? Let's do it, bud. All right. First one Busquets or Iniesta? For me? For you. Iniesta. Not even close. (laughs) All right. Quick game of MFK. Mary Blank Hill. Although I've already said fuck on this podcast. Mary fuck kill. LeBron, Magic, Shaq as Lakers. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, kill LeBron. Um, Mary Magic. Told you. And fuck Shaq. Okay. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I, had, I, had Mary, I had Mary LeBron. Uh, sorry, Mary Magic fuck LeBron kill Shaq personally. Not to go too I, much I, into it, but, I was but like you have to go in and be like, like when the when the Lakers draft like Magic, they're like that's four titles. When yeah. they you when they right. sign Shaq, right. that's it's, three it's, titles. No, it's kill LeBron. It's kill LeBron. It has to be. It's kill, it's LeBron. kill like, LeBron just because. Yeah, yeah. You got Shaq, and it was as, like as that a was Laker, a guarantee a, for three titles. Yeah, as a Laker, as a Laker, not as a basketball player. I agree. I think, a, you got, I think you got it right. Okay. Um, Denmark is the blank ranked storyline of the 2020 Euro Cup. Denmark are a will be a semifinalist, so they'll okay. be a top four team in the okay. tournament. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. Messi or Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. You guys are first episode, you guys are throwing bombs at me, eh? Just just Hiroshima's. Um Messi. Messi. As a Lakers fan, is Devin Booker the closest thing to Kobe since Kobe? No, because the defensive game is not there. To Kawhi. Kobe's class. Kawhi is the answer. Kawhi killer. Kawhi mindset. Kawhi defense. Booker is just not there defensively to be in the same sentence as Kobe Bryant. So I, I, I'm almost taking offense to all this, you know, the, this recent bias bullshit. I like, think that's fair. There is, 
There like, are he, co he does Kobe things. Kobe esque the, the, his, offensive his game. footwork. Yes. yes, the way he he moves. I get it. Let, but Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I, I don't he, have time for that. He's there for clicks. For he's there for clicks and likes. But don't start with this recency bias bullshit. <laughs> okay, and okay. Comparing him to Kobe Bryant. It's Kawhi. It, yeah. Kawhi is the most recent. I, I think you're. I think you're both right. Yep. Okay. Okay. This is this is my favorite one. The Kemba trade gets a grade of blank for the Celtics. Oh my god. Is there a letter below <laughs> F? <laughs> Dude, I, I. <laughs> I think it's like you got to have a meeting. Like the principal's got to call in the parent for like a special meeting. Like there's no grade on the report card for that trade. Like I'm still trying to like unpeel the onion to like, like, is there more? Like, like, is there like something under the table that's coming? Like, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't get that trade. So it, it's an F for sure. Like, I just don't get it. Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry? Why do you got to do this to him? No, man, this is, this is getting crazy now, eh? Paul is obviously the answer, but wow. the last five years, the answer is no. Lowry. Chris Paul or Kyle are you, Lowry? Are you, you asking can, me like career? Who do I take, want right now? It's your hitter. You can take that question as you see fit. As I see fit. Okay. Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry is the question from the hit master. The answer is Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather have the career of Chris Paul. No, he's I the best point guard. Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Chris Paul's the best point guard since Isaiah Thomas. Like yeah, he's he's complete, yeah. but but it's like I want that ring. Like you know, be, you want that ring though. So I don't know if I would have the actually now 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 you have me almost changing. It's like the ring is what's what it's all about, right? Like Kyle's got it. Chris doesn't. Chris has a chance. I, the year. one thing I'll say about Chris is like you know I think Bill Simmons is a turd, but his. Book of Basketball and his pyramid is genius. It really yeah. is. And if you're looking at a pyramid, right, we're looking at Lowry, like we have to debate whether Kyle Lowry is going to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't. I think anyone that says he isn't is a fucking dipshit. Yeah. But, you know, if we're talking about a pyramid, we're talking about a Hall of Famer on the line and Paul's maybe one of the 35 best players ever, right? Yeah, so his first ballot, first no ballot, question. my. He might be leading his class, maybe if he goes in solo. Yeah, like, yeah, potentially. So, yeah. yeah, that 05 draft wasn't very good. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> Is that yeah. all? No, two more. Easy. Last one. We got more. Well, last one for me. Okay. Who's winning the cup, and why is it Tampa, and why are they sweeping them? So which is the quicker part of that one? <laughs> Who's winning the cup? <laughs> Why are the Habs dust? Why is this happening? <laughs> what suit is Bergeron wearing next game? Um, uh, listen, I have something against Tampa because of the whole salary cap, you know, playing of the games, fake freaking Kucherov injury. In my opinion, they're circumventing the cap. They're a bunch of fucking cheaters. They're going to win the cup, and I hate it, but... NHL's got to do something about this because it's bullshit that they're this over the cap. Like, bullshit. So, yes, Lightning are winning the cup. Canada's team's not going to get it done. All right, last one. It's a softball. Adrian Penna, would you come on this podcast again? I had the time of my life. It was an honor. I would love to be on another episode. Maybe we, we get one in when uh, England's preparing for that Euro Cup final at home. Well, speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. England Reg has a different mindset now, different psyche. Mr. Penna, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure that you're checking him out on the Fantasy Police Talk podcast. Make sure you're following him on social media. Adrian Penna, thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast, buddy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, boys. Thank you.